This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So today, um, Casey is unfortunately um, shooting a TV show, so he won't be on um, Dishing Drama. But we have David Yontif on from Behind the Velvet Rope and Kim D from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Hi, Kim. Hi, Dana. How are you? I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm so good too. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm very excited. Um, I watched when you were on, you were fabulous. Oh, you're really sweet. I couldn't get over, you know, it was weird about it. It's almost kismic because I was um, researching you in depth because that's what I do with everyone. Because I like, I love, like when someone comes on my show, I love them immediately. It, okay. It's like a thing. So I, I listened to the Juicy Scoop interview you did with Heather and it was so funny because I was on the show one week after you. Oh, okay. Isn't that funny? So it's yeah. like, we literally did Juicy Scoop one week apart. So That's I was just great. like, I thought that was so weird, but anyway. Yeah, it is because we're both friends. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, both on the franchise. That's fantastic. Well, I like Heather a real lot. She's a, she did a great interview. She asked me a lot of questions that no one else had. You know, she asked me more about me. We even got into my childhood. It was, it was a great interview. And, um, you know, I, I, I loved listening to it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Well, I learned a lot about you on that. And um, I'm from Boston and um, one half of my family is Italian. And, oh boy. And- yeah. And they're from Naples. <laughs> okay. Well, and, there you go. And mine are from Sicily. So yeah. And so in Boston, I grew up with uh, a very strong Italian side where my grandpa used to go play cards at the Ital- the club. Yes. And I would have like, uh, my grandmother was in the Italian club. Okay. Okay. So I really related a lot. I mean, I didn't have, um, you know, the, the sort of the mob aspect of it, but I, I actually like, because I grew up, um, 
in that environment, you know, yes. they, they all kind of have that style to them in a way, yeah. even if they weren't made or whatever, they have that vibe. Like, you know, my grandpa would be like, if that boy talks to you, I'm going to kick his ass, you know, yep. <laughs> like- we had an Italian club here too. And I went, um, it only, it only closed. I'm going to say maybe eight years ago, nine years ago, it was very close to my house and my stepfather, my father, like everyone went there. And, um, you know, you had a belong, of course, the guys played cards during the day or early evening. And then all the women and the wives and the girlfriend well, the wives would go on one night for dinner. And then the girlfriends would go on another night, you know, the gumads. So yeah, we had that too here. It was it just recently, unfortunately closed, you know, a lot of the, the old traditions, um, unfortunately, are closing. It's so sad. I mean, even Little Italy is so much smaller now. I mean, me and David and I are going to go soon because Angelo's reopened. Um, that was a controversy me and David had just the other night. Discussing. It's open. It's open. <laughs> it's oh my God. Well, because I'm in, because Angelo's is owned by Teresa from. Well, well her no. husband's oh. father owns it. Oh, well, there you go. From uh, season six, the infamous Correct. lowest rated season in RHONJ history. I mean, my buddy Amber was on there. You, yeah, you, you I like, love Amber. We love our Amber Marchese. Very controversial statement, but I mean, I stand by no, my friends. No, I love, I love Amber. You do, and I yeah. do, but not a lot of people do. I know. Well, I don't care what a lot of people Neither. do. Neither. <laughs> She's my friend. She's my buddy. She's my friend, too. And I get a lot of hate for liking her as a friend because people think that she's anti-gay. Remember there was that whole thing that she and her and her husband, they had a whole Twitter thing with Lance Bass and his husband. Oh, it was like, oh, it was a whole thing. It was a Google, it Google Amber Mark. She's like, and you know, she's like when people say, give us the most hated housewife. She's usually number one. Oh, she's usually in the top three. Oh, I had no idea. Like across the world. Yeah. No idea. I judge. I've said this before. I judge people based on, knowing them in real life and when yeah. you do me wrong like there are That's people a as a housewife exactly. that i hate but she's not one of them i love her i think she's but a very nice woman and some people are misunderstood you know again some yeah. people say things that maybe other people perceive a certain way and they really didn't mean it and then people get crazy especially now with all this cancel culture jesus if, I, if there was cancel culture 10 years ago i would have been canceled a long time ago you know you would have been. i would have been because i'm very outspoken no one could tell me what to do but, you know, and they still can't. So they, if they want to cancel culture me, knock yourselves out. That's it. Well, I, I, have a- I did like that you rep, like the cool thing about you, I thought, was you did bring that true Italian energy yes. to the show. I mean, you know, Teresa has it too. You can yeah, tell. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she's got it. My mom looked a lot like Teresa, believe it or not. And she kind of oh. acted like her. Yeah. It, Teresa's but- a very attractive girl. She's very Italian, but she's attractive. She's come a long way. You know, from the beginning of the show, she's come a long way. So was all, you know, all of them. They, yeah. all, they all came a long way. Well, and I love that, you know, you, you like are close with your mother and, you know, cause I took care of my grandmother until she was 103. Wow. Yeah. So really? she lived with me from 90 to 103 and that only a lot. It's so Italian <laughs> to do yes. that. 103. That's wonderful. Yeah. She was awesome. She was great. Uh-huh. So anyway, but and I, that's I, so nice of you that you did that. That's so nice. Who knew you were such a nice person, yeah. Dana? Yeah. See, I had no idea. Yeah. And we, and we used to have a Thanksgiving dinner and they'd have the, uh, Ital- the, the mayor, the wedding soup. Yes. You'd have the pasta and everything. By the time the turkey came out, you like don't want it. 
100%. Lasagna. A lot of them make lasagna before. Dana yes. is getting in touch with her Italian. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm loving it. Okay. I don't, I don't, I am. The Italian is so inbreded in me. I wouldn't even know how to, I, I don't know how to act unless it's Italian. I kind of, and I know people are not going to be happy with this. Even the men in my life, only Italian. I mean, how bizarre is that? And like, I was married twice, which I really have never said on a podcast. So that's a bombshell. Both Italian. <laughs> um, I was engaged after that Italian. And then I was with someone, which David knows my story for 13 years, who passed away, full-blown Italian. Well, I stick with my own kind when it comes to men. You know, it's it's strange. Well, and that's it's why... So yeah. And I was shocked when you said to Heather on the show that, you know, the Bravo was really yeah. insensitive to, yeah. I'm, I'm not shocked actually. Cause I was, you know, I'm, I'm you on Beverly Hills yeah. st- same asshole type shit, but um, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I was like, I felt bad because I don't think, you know, as an Italian woman, when you dedicate yourself to a man, it's a very special thing. It's not typical. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yes, it's- I agree. I agree. I'm your only non-Italian friend. Well, no, I have a lot of Italian, uh, non-Italian friends. You just don't date but them. But only guys. I'm, I, for some, you know what? It's more that, it's not that I'm not attracted to them. I think that's what I attract. Yeah, it's you know, like that's what I attract. Like sometimes it's like like dates like. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. No, I attract. Um, you got something in common. Yes, and you know I could probably if there was someone even maybe a little less I don't know what the you know a little flamboyant whatever I I don't think that they'd be attracted to me because I am very strong. And I mean, David knows when we go out, it's like, I don't even look at guys, you know, like if they even try to talk no. to me, I'm like, Oh, please. I'm oh my, my God. Friends. One night. <laughs> that's okay. called, That's actually, I do think Italian esque. Okay. Very because fun. I am that way. Yeah. Okay. But no, Kim takes it to like the end. <laughs> One night we were out and we're having our martinis. Of course. Of course. But we're, <laughs> Sober-ish. Yeah. See, Ish, well, after do you see what happens not- <laughs> when I come across the river, Dana? I, I, my, I, the, the Italian comes out in me. But this guy comes up and he's talking to him and like, he's asking her and she's like, I'm going to take you out to dinner. And she's like, where? Yep. I'm like, okay, Kim, he's going to take you. Then she's like, I'll take you to the city. And she's like, is there going to be a car? And he's car like, service. sure. Then she's like, where, where? He had a list down the restaurants. He's yeah. like, <laughs> Ma- Maestro's Carbone. She's like, what's that? I'm like, Kim Carbone. It's like a top restaurant. Like this guy was like, yeah, he was cool. She didn't, but you didn't want any part no, of it. No, I did not. No, no part of it. I, well, I she's got to check him out. I, why is she wasting her time? You know? Oh, and she also likes Time's to bring valuable. Us you also like to bring us on dates with you. Well, I won't go on a date unless yeah. I have my friends. With she me. wants her friends. Along no one on date. ones. No one on ones. Yeah. It's why it's, you know, it's not comfortable. It's hell. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is why we're all single. Correct. You know, I mean, literally we're three single girls here. I mean, listen, I'm single for Michael passed away eight years and it's crazy. I'm still, I still sleep in his bed. That's sentimental. We're, we're in my bedroom. That's Michael's bed. And I still sleep in his bed. I still have many of the dogs that we had together, but, um, you know, it's uh, no one's going to fill his shoes ever, but I would like, I'm, I've, I've been dreaming a little about this, this younger guy who is, I could see him in my dream. Really? Just so anyway, just so if this happens, he has like wavy, he almost looks like a John F. Kennedy. Jr. I was that just going to say, that, that sounds like John F. Kennedy. Sandy here, about six foot tall, very uh, long and lean athletic. And I feel this very, like a sense of um, calm, which is highly unusual for me. Okay. And, uh, you know, I would welcome that especially if he's younger and hot, whatever. That's not bad. But, you know, be, it would be totally different. Although Michael was too and good looking too, but 
you know, it would be just a more relaxed, but this, this, this man, this guy keeps coming in my dreams. It's a reoccurring dream. So if we're out tonight and we see some tall length, listen, tall and lanky, I'm okay with that. Dark hair. Well, it's like a wavy, your color here, not that dark, you know, wavy brown. Wavy brown. All right. But anyway, just putting it out there in the, in the atmosphere, because you never know. Yeah, Dana, hook us up over here. Let let me, well, let me ask a question on that front. Okay. So I remember that you were friends. Like I had my friend on the show, which was Taylor Armstrong. Okay. And you were tight with Teresa. Judas, I, Judice, 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 she said Judice again, she said Judice. I I love Judice, there's something about it. Okay, Okay. Okay. (laughs) so anyway, Teresa, um, (laughs) so she was your good friend, Uh, now did you guys stay, like I had a falling out with Taylor, and uh, you know, that we, I did a whole podcast about it, because I had to like air my, you know, get it out, okay, because that's who I am, and so you, did you have a falling out with Teresa? Are you still tight? Could she hook you up? Like she's got the new boyfriend. Like, what are you thinking? Um, we no, we didn't, we didn't, we did not have a falling out, but I was told by producers who I was very close with and including um, other cast members, including Melissa Gorga, Jacqueline and Kathy Wakili, that the one year when we were the closest, because Teresa and I were close for a long, a long time. And that she was um, kind of talking shit behind my back for no reason, no reason. And then she made a deal with her brother and Melissa uh, that they were going to make up on camera. And so that either she was going to come to me like a woman and say, listen, I don't want to fight with my family anymore because she's basically the one who pulled the strings on that. And I would just have said, okay, great. Thanks for the (laughs) storyline. Who do you want to fight with? Yeah. And instead of that, she thanks for the help. <laughs> yeah. She basically just kind of threw me under the bus, told the producers, you know, we don't really need Kim, blah, blah, blah. You know, I found all this out. It came straight from the other girls. And I was off the show for that one year, which it was crap when Teresa and um, season, think, six. Yeah, season six, the infamous, terrible, lowest season. rated season. Shit season. So <laughs> yeah. So I was off. They made their deal, the family members. And that was it. And, you know, once someone does that to you, I mean, I, she went to jail after that. I kind of forgave her. Um, but I was like, she, you, you knew my boyfriend had just died. You knew that, you know, the show was, you know, paying me. Um, I, I, I needed it at the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's really so, that's a really low down thing to do. So with that, then the producers come to me and, and they ask me a few questions. Cause I always know everything that's going on about Joe, uh, Judice cheating. And I said, uh, everyone knows that it's kind of an open book here uh, in this area of New Jersey. And that's when I got back on the show and I was at my fashion show with uh, Jacqueline and Dolores. And I said, is she on a different planet? Because like everyone knows, you know, everyone, there's pictures of them and they're like, oh, with the brunette. I said, well, there's blondes, there's brunettes because there were. And with that, that's when the relationship really went, you know. Well, you know, you never. So it's like, what do you expect? Yeah. Well, just between you and me, my thought on that uh, was that, you know, we'll never know what kind of agreements existed between her and Joe, right? In terms of like when the shit hit the fan with the feds and all that. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, he may have taken a lot for the team and she may feel like she owes him something for that. And we'll never know Mm -hmm. that. That's speculation. But as a result of that, she would be loyal to him to the end, not just for the kids, but for the fact that 
you know, as we know, as Italian people, you know, someone takes something for the team and you remember it, right? Yeah. No matter I'll, what. I'll go, I'll go with that. But she, um, you know, what she did to me, you know, this girl called me 17 times a day and I'm not lying. She admitted that to Siggy and- No, she chose the show over you. She, yeah. And that's you know what? Exactly she didn't what she did. that. No. So, and that's backdooring me. Like I said, she, we were close enough to just come to me and say, listen, I have an issue. I don't want to do this with my family on camera anymore. Okay. I don't. And I would be like, uh, yeah, I get it. And Melissa and I got along good when Teresa was not in the mix, you know, so I would have been fine with it, but I think that she didn't want me to be friendly with Melissa. She didn't want me. She'd rather oust me. And she still kept me on the side than to have me be a part of it. But that's what she does. Listen, Teresa does not keep a friend. She has not had a, a longtime friend except for Dina Manzo. And you have to remember, Dina Manzo lives in California and Teresa lives in New Jersey. That's the, I think that's the only way that she stayed like such good friends with her because she fights with everyone. They did not talk for years, Dina and Teresa. They did no. not talk for years with this, when the show was on. But they are now, I mean, Teresa is literally- on private jets with, with Dina and yes, her husband. She was yeah. just on a private jet with yeah. Dina. That's like her best friend in the world. Now. Yeah. Well, they, and they live how many thousands of miles from California to New Jersey. It's easy to be best friends. with Linda. That's true. Yeah. But Teresa will always, I mean, like, this is something I talk about on my podcast behind the velvet rope, you know, th- like when you cross over that line, I mean, Taylor, I don't think you could disagree with me, Dana, but I mean, I don't think Taylor ever got there, but like a Teresa, Melissa, like they will, there's no life anymore. The life is the show, period. And there, I mean, there's a long list of them, not just in New Jersey, but they will do anything. Anything. I mean, they sit there, you know, Teresa's a different story. She's the gift that keeps giving. Yes. But like a Melissa, and I'm not picking on Melissa, but Melissa's like all those others that each season is like, no, we're saving this for the show and we're saving that for the show. Well, I mean, let's be clear. Teresa's always keeping an eye on who could try to take her coveted position. And, and so if she, she saw any alliances that might be happening, especially with someone who created such good story that you did, Kim, she'd be really sensitive about making sure that that person doesn't continue to get clout because it could impact her. I mean, I wasn't brought on the show by Taylor because of the same reason that Teresa didn't want Melissa Gorgia on the show because- There you go. She doesn't want to share the limelight deep down. She wants to refer, she doesn't really want to refer anybody to the fucking show because she's trying to keep her coveted position. And if anybody's hotter or better looking or funny or whatever it is, whatever it is, or willing to do more, willing to fuck over everybody more than she is, that's going to beat her out. And so she probably was intimidated and, it, you know, especially if you, you know, you were like, for example, if Melissa does, doesn't have the balls to be controversial, but you do, and you make an alliance with Melissa, then that puts Teresa at risk. Cause maybe I Melissa agree. now steps up because you're the, the ball she's been looking for on the show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And let me tell you, we ran in, David and I ran into Melissa and Joe, um, right before COVID uh, hit and they were wonder, like Joe walked up to me, hugged me. Is everything, are we cool? I'm like, we're very cool. And then Melissa and I spoke out. So I had no beef with Melissa. It was strictly Teresa was flipping out because they came on behind her back. And then she's the one basically who told us all the dirty laundry. And, you know, and that's how it all came out. 
you know, I knew I knew one of Joe Gorgas. They were nice friends. the night we ran. Yeah, into they them. were really nice. And you know, Melissa and I have made up a number of times. We'll we have never, a picture. We'll post. Yeah, it. but we're we're never cooking. We'll never be cooking in each other's pots. But you know, I think no matter what she says or does, she knows damn well that it was Teresa who brought this all on. And um, you know, and it was we were on a t- we were on a reality show. Yeah, and, and Melissa Melissa was willing to do a tape to the producers to say like I'll take my sister in law down if you put me that's on the show. So I loved that. I re- I know exactly what that tape looked like. Yeah, they you were know, like I heard it was unbelievable. Yeah, I'm sure what they did is the producers were like as part of the casting. They're like we're interested in you. Fill out the fucking form, all that bullshit, and then. She w- they were like, you know, maybe do a tape that tells us about yourself a little bit and this and that. And she gets in there and she just goes, well, you know, I, I my sister-in-law, we don't get along. And boom, boom. I have this yeah, on her. I have that on her. Yeah. And then and then the producers are like, this is reality TV gold. And I'm we're going to nuke Teresa. So we get a real. Yeah, and they did. And they yeah. did. They did. I, love- I mean, Melissa knew what she was doing to yeah. get cast. Like, she's no dummy. No. First of all, New Jersey's hardcore. I mean, oh, let's oh face my it. God. When I was on, it was really real. There was no fake storylines at all. And it was hardcore, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, now I know that, I, I know that there are some fake storylines. They're bringing yeah. it this season. Though. I'll tell you, they, they are bringing it. Um, it's really amazing how the tables turned. And Teresa was saying that um, that Jackie's husband was cheating after she flipped out on me. The la- They keep showing me. They That's keep going back to the up. scene. Of her being her going at it about Joe cheating. How dare I say it? Did I see him? Blah, blah, blah. And now she does the same thing to Jackie. It's really interesting. I'm getting a lot of people DMing me on it. I saw that. I saw that, by the way, in social media that that was happening. And I wanted to ask you something. This is really, just really quick. I want to know, is Melissa's husband cheating on him? Do you, I mean, is he cheating on her? Do you think? Like just a guess, like a speculation. You don't really know, but what do you think? Um, I, I heard, this is what I heard. Yeah. Someone told me that he was fooling around with somebody in Florida, uh, in Miami, you know, cheating, whatever. I don't know. I got to tell you, they're like Bonnie and Clyde, these two. They need to show, they need to be together. Right. Um, one, I don't see one being on without the other. Remember, Joe was really the housewife because he's Sharice's brother. Okay, Teresa's mm-hmm. the star of the show. I'm going to give it a 50-50 because really? you know why? I don't believe that people can be with one person um, their whole life. Like, I believe that you get kind of tired of someone. They got married very young. They have their three kids. You know, you sometimes people stray. I mean, it's, you know, it's, well, what is it, 20, 21? I mean, And wasn't she a stripper at Lookers or whatever? Yes. She was a dancer. You know, I don't think she, when people say stripper, I laugh because I don't think she like more a dancer. And, you know, um, I, I think of a stripper like Natalie Wood when she's taking off her, you know, her gloves and whatever. Um, when she's, (laughs) you mean burlesque, (laughs) Yeah, burlesque. but she, you know, she was, first of all, when she described herself as a bartender wearing shorts and a guinea tea and sneakers, that's Hooters. They don't do that at lookers. Okay. So she was a dancer there. And Joe used to go see her and Joe's really good friend. I don't want to say his name right now, but everyone knows I was very close to him at the time. He told me he would go with them. They were best friends that he, my friend used to sleep over Joe's house. So like, and Teresa told Caroline and Jacqueline, that's how they knew about the, 
that she was a dancer. Well, that's so we my knew- point, right? So, so how can she, the reason I asked the question, because it wasn't meant to be loaded, but basically I'm trying to imagine, you know, Joe at this point being his charismatic, you know, self that he is Teresa's brother, you know, he's got this business that, you know, is now going to be, uh, you know, the subject of the, the season, which we're going to get to, but like he met his wife at a stripper place or a dancer place. Well, he met her, he met her in, um, I don't remember if it was Mexico, they were on a vacation, like a spring break type thing. And, um, he, he was engaged to someone else and he, he met her there. <laughs> And they start fooling around there. And then he would go see her at the bar. And then one night she went, I supposedly went home with them and never left. Like he moved her right in. So I don't know how long she worked there when she starts seeing him, because I heard what happened between the two of them was very fast. He met her when they were on vacation. They start seeing each other. He broke up with the girl and moved Melissa right in. It was, it was like, you know, fireworks right from the beginning. Um, right. So I don't know how long she worked there uh, while she, after she met Joe. You know, I would well, be I would be looking over my shoulder if I met my guy, although I know he loves me, you know, no question, right? A million kids, I'm hot, yes, you love yes. me, I know you love me, I got that. But you know, you I meet you with you're with another girl, you know, I you 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 don't mind that I'm dancing for at least a little period of time in the yep. club. Uh, you know, I go there, you know, Which so Melissa it, still denies. She still I. denies, but it's ridiculous to deny it, you know. Well, it's just you, you know who else supposedly danced at that club? I don't know if you know this, but supposedly uh, Danielle. I, but Danielle danced at every club. I mean, she, you know, and but Danielle is the first one to tell you that she danced at all of them. She's proud of yeah, it. She doesn't care. That's about how she that. met well, her. And Erica Jane was at that club. Yeah, let me tell you something. I love Erica Jane. And the thing I love about her is she just don't give two shits. She's just going to tell it like it is. She don't care if you judge her. She tells the truth. Just tell the truth. But I think with Melissa, in her defense about telling the truth, it's really because of Joe's family, even though they knew they knew that she would, you know, she was a dancer because that was the whole dilemma as to why, if they liked her or not. But I, it was uncomfortable for her to admit that, like because of his family. You know, and she was like, she wanted to play this. You know, I'm Italian. I was a school teacher. Uh, no. You mean to no. tell me nobody has a picture? First of all, I don't know why we never went to this strip club. Well, no, no, no. Joe called them right away, called the owner and oh. said, I'm asking you nicely. Please tell them, please tell people that she didn't work there and blah, blah, blah. He tried to put a kibosh on it. They really felt strongly about, you know, and then the owner came out. No, she never worked at all. Okay. But then she admitted working there as a bartender. You know, so it so was that, controversy, stripper gate, stripper gate. And, yeah. and, and that's kind of bringing me now to Jackie, right? Cause what the hell, <laughs> like, I don't get, you know, Teresa coming in now and saying that Jackie's husband is cheating at the gym. Do you think that yeah. there's truth to that? I know. Okay. So Danielle said on her, like, you know, Danielle's doing this thing where she goes yeah. on live and she just like watches the show. Okay. So I, I, I don't watch it that often, but I happen to catch one. And she was saying something like Margaret was the one who started that rumor really and told Teresa. And then Teresa brought it out on the show. Where there's, I believe one thing what Teresa said, and this is what I said about Joe or Teresa, where there's smoke, just fire. 
Did I see it with my own eyes? No, but Teresa wasn't saying that. She said, I heard from someone that he's fooling around, okay? Now, if you know in your heart that your husband or your boyfriend's not fooling around, you go, oh, good, I'm glad you heard it. That's great. But when you kind of, a woman always has that intuition. You always get that pit in your stomach because you might've called one time and he didn't answer right. Or he might be going to the gym, maybe staying there an hour later. So when someone says something to you like that, you're like, wait a minute. Could it be true? And so now you're really defensive. You're crying. It's affecting you. Oh my God. You know. But if it's not true, just like when she called me a so magnet. You, you think it's true? Well, I think I think Jackie acted like it was true. Do you know what I think? Uh, okay, wait, wait. I want to say one thing to, to put this in both you and, and Kim's you head. I, I want to know what you think. Of course, I love you and I'm dying to know what you think. But I want to know, do you think, because he's a banker, do you think that what she was really worried about wasn't so much that that, that the cheating, but what he was really worried about was that his reputation in his financial, the financial world, institutional finance would be damaged by New Jersey housewives, which I'm sure he's had a discussion with his, you know, institutional people that it's not going to affect his job and all this and that. And, you know, as well as I do, those that is a real thing because people don't know how to separate bullshit from real. Right. Yes. Yes. So something what happens is, first of all, if that's your problem, you shouldn't be on New Jersey Housewives. Okay. But and when Siggy was asked to be on it, I said, and I I knew Siggy way before that for many years. I said, you know what? You're barking up the wrong tree here. You're not cut out for the show. No, they came to me. They said they want to make it more of a family show. It's not mm-hmm. gonna be like that. <laughs> I go, listen to me, girlfriend. Okay. This is no family show. They're gonna eat you up and spit you out. Okay. You're a good person. She Ziggy is just lovely. It wasn't for her. And it wasn't for her. She, she it just wasn't for her. And and because she's too honest and she's too giving and you know, whatever. And Who she you really, telling? Yeah, she broke down, <laughs> you know, and I called the shot. So if Jackie is concerned about her husband's reputation, Jackie should have stayed off the show. If there's ever been a year to make the dads in your life feel loved and appreciated on Father's Day, this is the one. My father lives close by in Connecticut. I'm in New York City, but he's in a high-risk category. So it's really, up to this point, been so hard for me to see my father. And that's why this year I'm honoring him with a heartfelt, sentimental gift that the whole family can enjoy and cherish together. StoryWorth. They're an online service that helps your dad, grandfather, father-in-law, every father figure in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal experience. It's a fun new way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person like me and my father. Now, StoryWorth is going to email your father a different story prompt every week. Questions like, what's your biggest accomplishment in life? What are you proudest of? What don't I know about you? StoryWorth has really helped numerous families learn so much about each other in profound ways. And listen, I'm not an emotional person, but reading the StoryWorth testament testimonials has brought tears to my eyes. And that's what I love about StoryWorth. I mean, personally, because I'm not really touchy-feely, it's helped me ask my father questions through this process that I've kind of wanted to ask him my whole life. Listen, there's no shortage of supplies when reading these stories. And at the end of one year, StoryWorth is going to compile all of your dad's stories, including photos in a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. So you're going to get this great keepsake book for free. Now, 
Give your dad or the father figure in your life the most meaningful gift this Father's Day with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash velvet. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's right, storyworth.com slash velvet for $10 off. It's a great way to bring your family together, especially at this Father's Day time. Storyworth.com slash velvet. And if you go there, you will get $10 off your first purchase. Enjoy. You do not come on the show and, and, and think that you're going to go unscathed because each year they go after another castmate. That's Even right. look what they did to Lisa Vanderpump. Who would have ever thought that Lisa was going to go down? Who thought that they were, would they have all of them turn against her? Come on. Yeah, no one is You safe. could do it to Lisa. You could do it to any of them. Dana thinks I talk good about everyone. I do until I know them. And then I, you know. When oh, you great. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I have no problem trashing you, Dana. But because now that I know you. But, you know, I only am nice when I, you know, you got to come on my show over here. But I truly <laughs> believe and I you know, this is just my oddest opinion. I truly believe, oh yeah, I'll take some more. I truly believe that producers, that this is, okay, first we're filming The Real Housewives of Orange County in COVID. And that was a disaster and horrible and boring. Then we film The Real Housewives of Dallas in COVID. And let me tell you, it ain't such a great season. So then The Real Housewives of New Jersey starts filming. The third in the roster of COVID. COVID. So one of two things happen. Either, you know, people don't realize these are all different production companies. So either the production company involved with New Jersey is just better than the OC in Dallas. And they're like, we are going to make a stellar show. Yeah, but New Jersey, the restrictions were a little bit less than California. They were a little less. Yeah. But, or Andy started getting the dailies and he's like, okay, well, we have to work too far down the rabbit hole. We got to air New Jersey and the OC, but this shit sucks. And he's like, you better fucking pull it out well, of your fucking told ass. Teresa, she better pull well, that out of her ass because they're paying well, her over a million yes, dollars. And that's she right. That's drama. what I mean. That's I right. honestly and truly in my heart of heart. It totally feels that way. It does. And I'm not protecting Jackie. I'm Teresa not, wouldn't do that if she wasn't being told to do it. I, it just doesn't seem, I think they called her in and they're like, you know, let's go down the list and we can pick anyone. But bitch, you're the one at 1.5. That's right. And you need the Teresa season. And she hasn't done that. She hasn't done that. And then, but I mean, how great. Like, then she shoves Margaret. Like, then, like, listen, they put the music in and they know what they're doing. I can see the shoving of the Margaret. When she stormed out that first episode. When she, she, like, bumped, yeah, like, air. Yeah, that's true. So, true. but, you know, I mean, like, you got yeah. that So Teresa that's why Danielle stuff. thought it was a setup from Margaret because they filmed that at Margaret's house. And so we I, all know there are these secret tells yeah, of, like. Yeah, Teresa would have told on Margaret. Teresa, it's going to come out. If it was Margaret, yeah. Teresa has no... I don't want to be mean, but she doesn't really have a soul, okay? And I don't say that about too many people. And there's reasons why I'm not going to bring them out right now because it gets dark, but she doesn't have a soul. She doesn't have any allegiance to Margaret. She just doesn't no. want all of them to turn on her like they did when Danielle pulled the ponytail and then she saw them all turning on her. Well, so, well look, I, she's not losing que- her job. I, mean, I have a question for both. She's just yeah, like... She doesn't, want to, she doesn't want them all to turn on her. You listen, know what I'm saying? You got to have someone to film with, or you know that's out city, uh-huh. right? That's yes. the first yeah. way you get ousted. But to that point, yeah. But Teresa's not going anywhere, and they'll no. easily easily say, "All right, pick your best friend down the street." That's you know, you're right. They'll fire house. anyone that really they will. But like, I'm I, here's my issue with Teresa's thing. Right? There's no meat in it. What? Well, gem, she won't reveal who told her. 
I'm, I mean, I'm wondering what the fuck gym is this that girls like go and give you a blowjob at because I'm sure well, everybody was signed up. <laughs> Just knowing Margaret, like I know her. I don't buy it. Margaret, I don't buy makes up a rumor like this on TV. I just don't. Like, well, I, don't I, I know her. I think they really believe it. I think they heard this. I think they heard it. I think people, just like, just like Dana said, people talk. We're in New Jersey and somebody might have seen something or think that he might be talking to a girl at the gym. But for Margaret be, to tell Teresa, like she I don't knows think, Teresa. I don't think it went from Margaret to Teresa. Really? I think it went from Margaret to someone to Teresa. And I still think it went from a producer's head well, could to have Teresa. Been Margaret to a producer. Maybe. Okay. So, right, so now I got, I got another really controversial topic to bring up here. Are you ready? <laughs> Just keeping you on this journey. We're going to um, talk about whether or not, uh, do you know anything about, okay. Do you know anything about Melissa Gorge's uh, fake Chanel Gorgeous. lawsuit? Whatever. What's her name? Gorg? Um, I think it was settled. What she had to, what happened was she did an Instagram story and I remember seeing it and going, what is she doing? She had all like the Chanel hats, the Chanel, this, the Chanel, that, that she was selling at Envy and she put it on her story. So someone ratted her out and then Chanel came in and find her. So what they did was they're going to, they find her 10,000, which it could have been a lot more. And it's also federal. So they could have done more. Instead, yeah. they made her put they made her put on her Instagram. I was selling faux Chanel, blah blah blah, and she did do that. So she's not being sued anymore. She did, but she that must have killed that. her. Of course, it killed her. And she put it up on the Instagram, and she paid the ten thousand. It could have been a lot worse. Okay, I love that you finally brought that to conclusion because there was a bunch of people saying, "Did did people get their money back that bought the Chanel?" Because there well, was she a never woman. Said it was real. They no, knew but, the people but, that bought the Chanel. Never. Wait, knew. wait, hold on, Ken. Let me tell you where this comes from. Because I always know, I never just say shit. I've got like some stuff behind it. So there was a woman who went into um, Melissa's uh, Melissa's feed and said, "I bought a Chanel bag from you." <gasps> and she said, "I need my money back." And you've turned the comments off on the Chanel post that you made. And I want to know how to get my money back. And there was no response made to that post within this other feed within her Instagram. She was just trying to figure out how the hell do I get my money back? (laughs) But it wasn't. But what she says in it isn't my Chanel shirt, my Chanel coffee cup. That was what everyone believed this was about. And you're not alone. A lot of people believe that. Okay. I see. But it turns out that there were people that commented that they bought Chanel bags. Wow. And that is the difference. Now I'm going to bring you one step further. Recently, uh, there's a lawyer, an entertainment lawyer who uh, studies all the different litigations and everything. And he does blinds. Um, It's called crazy days and nights. It's really fun. You can like, but he's very, he's, he really does post what he believes is accurate and true because he's also an attorney. Okay. And he recently posted that it is not done with Chanel and that the matter is still uh, in, in motion. So meaning that she's still dealing with that problem. Could be. Yeah. So I'm just letting you know that, you know, there, there may very well be this, this existing situation still. And it wasn't just coffee cups 
insureds. Okay. Yeah. Because okay someone well, can- yeah. Well, I thought once the 10,000 was paid and they put it on, she put it up on Instagram, but you could be right. I mean, more people could have come, um, come out and said, listen, I didn't buy a hat. I bought a Chanel bag and I'm not getting my money back. And they could have reported her to Chanel. So they could have reopened the case. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe I didn't happened. even realize that she yeah. was. That's crazy. Huh. But, you know, I, well, I, listen, I can't even imagine why she would take that chance. No, Seriously. No, I've got another really controversial thing that I want to yeah. talk to you guys about. Okay, I love I, controversial. I've stuff. got, listen, sweet, Kim, I want you to know that I have like, I've, I've let you guys do a lot of gossip now and talk, Game but I'm going to, I'm going to educate you some on some Ooh. really good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I wanted to let, uh, first of all, I wanted to hear one thing. Okay. So somebody brought up that, it, 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 are you close with Danielle before I ask you this question? Are you guys tight? No. Okay. No. Good. So Danielle, um, I guessed did, um, um, one of her things, her Instagram lives. Well, no, Danielle Staub did a, uh, like a thing about her boyfriend being Mexican and that she was, uh, smoking end pot, you know, it, and you know, like the bad, like, you know, African American, but the really bad word that goes with yes. it. Okay. Oh, yeah, when she was sitting on the toilet and I, I, I posted that. Go ahead. So I wonder like, okay, so Danielle is like, I just need to say this. She's like done porn. She was in a bad Coke deal. Um, She has a felony. No, no, you know, no issue there. Like everybody has their problems, but, (laughs) but then she goes on this tirade and she has like, I guess she's racist or something like, what is this uh, end pot? What is is that like go in the New Jersey lingo? Do you like, no, that- no, 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 no. All right. I know Joe very well. The gentleman that she was seeing, he was a, um, Oh my God. I mean, he was a Navy seal for 16 years. Wow. Came very close. Me and Joe, he's a great guy. He reached out to me. He gave me the tapes. She was talking. She was F your kids, F this, F that. This is what she was saying. She, he, he would tape her rants because she was crazy that he was afraid that she was going to like do something like call the cops on him. Like she would get crazy. So he taped her this one day and she was saying the N word pop because obviously a um, African-American man was selling the pot to them, to him. So that's why she was calling it that pot. She said so many racist things, calling him a dirty Mexican. No, effing, effing Mexican. And and dirty, and dirty, okay? And because I have the tapes. So what happened is I posted it on my Facebook. And I posted her on the toilet. He had her blurred out, screaming about the, you know, okay. Well, I was asked by Dorothy from Bravo, who I couldn't stand. I couldn't stand her. (laughs) He said, I want you to take it down. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm not going to take it down. You, I want you to take it down. I said, let me ask you a question. Why are you allowing, giving this woman a platform when she is a stone cold racist? I know this man. He's a wonderful man. He served our country. She called him a dirty Mexican. She called him out. I said, she's using them. Why is she getting a platform? Why did you rehire her? Like, how could you do that? And now you're telling me to take it down. I refuse. So they reported me to Facebook and then they, they made me take it down. The Facebook. Oh, no. yeah. Yep. Gotta love Dorothy. I put it up twice. I put it up twice. Well, Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what I was. And I tweeted it out. I want you to know that everybody, the fans of, um, you know, reached out to me and they said, uh, 
there's so much talk about this now. And, you know, no one knew, I guess, that it was related, that you were the one who posted it, but you were like ahead of your time in calling this out and saying, this is not acceptable. I don't accept this. I don't accept this person with a platform. That's exactly right. A lot of the fans recently came to me because they know I'm, I, you know, I love this shit, right. That, that basically, you know, they wanted to say to me that like whoever did this was amazing because, you know, and they didn't know it was you and I didn't yeah. even know it was you. I'm just asking you because I was, was like, curious about it. and they yeah. were, they were so grateful in a sense that someone called this out, but they wanted <sighs> justice. And they were like, why the fuck is this bitch? Yeah. Nobody talking about this. Why is nobody in the current environment talking that she's just saying, like you said, dirty fucking M, you know, Mexican. It was despicable. It was despicable. And and using the N word and and stuff like that. And 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 again, to bring this back to our Italian, you know, Italians, uh, the old school Italians, you know, we've you know, as a culture, it's, it, you know, we're usually the ones that people say, you know, you're bad with that. And like the fact that, you know, you were the one who did that, like, that's huge. And when Joe and I became good friends, okay. And I knew he was a Navy SEAL. He's hot. He's hot as can be. He's a good looking guy. And we're really good friends. And he sent me these tapes and my heart sunk for him. Well, you know, and my I, my, I, my heart sunk for Italians who don't think that way. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. that she's, you know, this New Jersey show does represent, a, you know, a bit of that, right? You know, so yeah. I was upset from that perspective because, you know, yeah, the grandparents, you know, what can you do? But, but not anymore, you know, that doesn't oh. exist. And I just was feeling really bad that that came out like that. But I'm it was so terrible. It was I- terrible. And, and all, listen, and all the girls knew what she did. Teresa knew what she did. She still stayed friends with friends with her brother and brought her on the show. Jesus. And they all knew what she did. And they all knew I was friends with this guy. And he even came to one of my fashion shows. And like, you know, we posted pictures together and all that. I felt terrible. And she just, it, I was, listen, I was appalled. You know, I, it takes a lot to make me gulp. I was sick to my stomach when I was listening to it. And I felt, and I felt compelled to put it up. I didn't put it up to get friends and I didn't put it up um, to no. make a statement. I put At it that up. Time, it would have been hard to put it up. Yes, it was. And I was being called out from the producers, like take it down, take it down and blah, blah, blah. And this is when they wanted me to film on the show. So I took my chances. I'm like, listen, this is who I am. Okay. And I believe that what you're doing is a hundred percent wrong, giving this woman a platform when she is a stone cold racist. Okay. And how dare she talk like this? Well, she didn't, that wasn't her. Yeah, it was her. It was her. Of course it was. <laughs> from him. He wouldn't lie. And he had the video in his phone. So stop. Yeah. All right. Now I've got another really good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did Teresa get a facelift? I'll tell you one thing. Her face looks different this year. Me too. Possibly. Yeah, it looks different. Okay. David, what do you think, sweetheart? Do you think Teresa got a facelift? <laughs> no. No? You don't think I so? don't. Like she had her boobs done again. Yes, that she had. She could I mean, listen, she could have got, like got a lot of work done. She could have lot she could have got a lot of you know, they have this new thing called lift. And they 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 actually like it's a new, it's L Y F T. And they use it on the sides of your face and up, and it actually lifts up. Like, you know, like Botox would get rid of and and their filler. This is called lift and it lifts. So she could have had some work done to her face, meaning some lasers and also the lift. Okay. I'm, I'm going out different. tomorrow for the lift. I'm just you know saying. You know why I don't know? It's because like, this is like the time, the time before they started filming. Like she was with Luis. 
But that's when I was with Margaret all the time and like Dolores, you know what I mean? So like, I would hear like, oh, Teresa got her boobs done. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't think the left, but she heard. had work done. She, when I say work, I mean, she probably had injectables yeah. and she had some nice lasers because her skin, she always had thick skin on her face, very thick. And when I saw her at Margaret's house, she was very pinkish toned. It looked like she had a nice laser done that maybe took the first layer off. So I think that it was more that than a facelift. And she's been busy with this new boy. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about the new boy because I have some things to talk about on that. (laughs) So I wanted to understand whether uh, Louis Louis Ruelas, her new boyfriend, uh, Teresa Juridice, should I say Jurdici or Juridice? I would say Judice. It's easier. Judice. Judice. Okay. Let's start you on the beginner package. Judice. Judice. All right. So Teresa... So Teresa's dating this gentleman, uh, Louis Ruelas, and he is, um, I guess, just bought an investment property with her um, in Melissa's neighborhood, which he funded. And I, I'm sure she's just promoting it on the show in return for some like piece of that somehow. I thought that I heard they moved in together. Uh, in the, the, Melissa said on Andy Cohen that Teresa and Luis, Louis Uh, moved in and it's right on her block. She said she moved out and Teresa moved in. Well, what's interesting about that is in the media, right? They're trying to say that it was an investment property that he funded. So Uh, $3.1 million. No, 3.3 million. Yeah. Yeah, And listen to this. Okay. So um, the story is that they met in Jersey Shore. Yes, they did. And um, that he's, uh, well, he was originally supposedly the co-founder of Digital Media Solutions, um, but it turns out that I don't think that that's accurate because when I looked up all of the, you know, the records, because it's a New York Stock Exchange company, he's not listed as a founder in any way, shape or form. And then when I went and I looked at page six, they had a link to his original bio with digital media solutions and the bio had been pulled down and he's been wiped from their website. Uh-huh. So I have a feeling that the show maybe wasn't, or the, the relationship with Teresa may have caused some like not great uh, publicity for him related to them because he's well, now- yeah, he's, he's in for it. Because you don't come on, if you have any skeletons in your closet, honey, and you come on to New Jersey Housewives, it's coming out. Yeah. So and, it for. and they had, um, I did look up at the Better Business Bureau and they do have 15 complaints against them in Clearwater, uh, Florida, which was about spamming people in emails. So nothing too juicy there. But um, what was interesting about it is also, I guess, a lot of people were questioning why the company was based in Clearwater, Florida, because I guess that's the Scientology capital of the world. So okay. I wondered if you had heard if maybe Lewis was a Scientologist. <laughs> no, but I did hear, I did hear, and I saw, I have, uh, I have receipts. I did hear that he lived in Allendale, New Jersey, and he was involved in a um, kind of like a swinger type uh, sex club. And he's the man, he's the head of it. You know, it's all, it's all, I have the, the papers that said, this. Club, you know, come get, enjoy your fantasies. This it wouldn't be whatever. sanctum. It wouldn't be like a franchise of sanctum. I did a whole deep dive on sex clubs because of army hammer and Erica Jane. That's a long story. You and I could do a whole thing oh, about yeah, that sidebar, yeah. but, um, so I, do you know if the name of it was sanctum? Um, you know what? I'm going to get my phone because someone uh, sent it all to me. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. But okay, um, I love yeah, it. I mean, he's, he's got it. Listen, 
I, I but, heard some things about him that I would venture to say you're a little safer. You're in California. Um, no, she's in Florida. Florida. I'm, I'm Miami, sorry. In Florida. Miami. Great. Miami. We're coming to Miami. But you know, the thing is he's, there's some stuff going on with this man. There's some stuff. I mean, he, he's got some shady things going on and you know, he's involved with some peeps and uh, I don't know how involved I really don't because I don't have receipts on that, but I do have receipts on the fact that he was involved in this club and he was the manager of it. And he has some uh, pretty racy sexual needs. Okay. Um, and I heard that right from the horse's mouth, somebody that had been with him, but, um, but the other stuff, you know, I don't like to talk about too much because, you know, we don't know how far he'll go. You know, you well, just don't know. I heard, like I this. heard that yeah. he had, did you hear what, okay. To that, to the, I don't know how far he'd go comments. Did you hear that yeah. page six published a thing that he had a girlfriend in, I guess, Massachusetts that um, said that he locked her up in her house and, or, or locked her out of his house, excuse me, and wouldn't let her in. And then tried to take uh, all of her, like he had started a company that he said she was a social worker and he had started a company to, to supposedly help her in her endeavor to be a social worker. And instead what happened was he took ownership of the company. And when he got upset with her, he locked her out of their house so she couldn't get in. And then he took control of the company that she had started, uh, you know, that he had bought for her essentially to be a social worker and took control of the email and all of that. And then she had to file a restraining order against him. Did you hear about that? All true. And that one, and then they settled suddenly, which I would assume is probably because, you know, at this time, he's still listed on the website of Digital Media Solutions. So that probably wouldn't go over well with the New York Stock Exchange Company, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and with this other uh, girl that was engaged to him, um, he did the same type of thing. He has a history of doing these things. Um, here, I have David in front of Let me, me to see what this says. Um, Louis Rulas. I call him Rulahas. Rulas. <laughs> Alan Deal's Sacred Sexuality Meetup organizer. Okay. And then Alan Deal's Sacred Sexuality Meetup, what we're all about. And then um, it just has him as he's the, um, the head. And then these are all the members. Huh. Yeah. And the group is for people who love themselves and love their bodies. Come feel comfortable within yourself and with the like-minded people who are entranced by the height of tank tantric massage. Life is too fast and so many things moving at all times. This escape will be the slow, sensual and mind blowing organizer. Luis Rulas, but this is a sex club. But can that be? Well, I mean, they had to say it that way. Do you know, can what that, I mean? can't that be a different? I mean, you know, not to be. I'm taking everyone's side today. Apparently, no. Well, like, that's coming from his ex fiance. So. Oh, okay. Because I mean, you know, there's 800 Luis Rallias. Yeah, he. Um, well, I not not I, if it came from his ex fiance, the one that had the restraining order against well, him. Also, she's no. in court. She's there. They have a court case now because someone slashed her tires. And um, that's what I'm saying. You know, you just don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know how far someone's going to go, but there's a lot of stuff. It's listen, it's all going to come out. Well, let me, let me just say this. Okay. So let's just on the positive side, the truth of the matter is uh, the reason I brought that up to you, Kim, is because I know that 
like, you know, as much as I'm pissed off at Taylor, right? Yeah. I am because she threw me under the bus from the TV show side of things. Right. Okay? Um, you know, if I knew that something was really off with someone that she was in proximity to, I would try through friends to just let her know, you know, to protect her. And I know that Teresa, you know, is in love and whatever, and she's done this house and stuff, but you know, we don't want anything, you know, negative to happen to Teresa. And, uh, you know, obviously his ex-wife is saying that he, she totally, he's a great dad and, you know, he's got a, a child with a disability, raises money for this, the, the disability uh, causes. And he's got this other side to him. That's amazing, you know, but I guess the question is, at the end of the day, when you look at all of this, you know, I just hope Teresa ends up okay because I don't think she can handle another situation. Yeah, I agree. But she's living, you know what it is? Teresa, oh, oh God, how can I explain this? When I was with my with my boyfriend of 13 years, okay, um, he was a very wealthy man. We were on private jets. We were on um, private helicopters. We traveled all over. And he was he, he liked Teresa. This is when I was friends. And he'd always invite her. But, you know, she had the kids and all this. It was tough. And she was like, oh, my God, she loved that life. Like, she was so excited, you know, about what I had and where I went. And, you know, no, I never told anyone. I'm still the same person I was then that I am now and before. Okay. with you that, are. Sa- Yeah, I am. So with that said, I think that she is just, she's a narcissist. He's a narcissist. I think they met each other's match. I think that he's going to love the cameras. Love. 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 I get, and I, I don't think, think so. he's going to do the same thing to her. These other women were an easy mark and they were, in, they were easy. Teresa is an international reality star. It's going to be a lot harder for him to do what he did to them, to her. So um, I'm not concerned for Teresa. I'm really not. She can pull her own weight. And he's certainly not going to pull his slashing of tires because, I mean, the whole world would know. So, you know, I, she's loving her life on her private jet. She got what she wanted. But he's, lo- I mean, he, I, I don't know. He's I, loving I the cameras. Smell, I mean, I, uh-huh. Me too. I smell, he is looking into that camera. Oh, I love it. It's not like, it no, is. He's loving yes, it. He's loving it. it. And I don't say that about everyone. You no. look at like Shannon Bedore has a boyfriend. Right, right. No, he's not a fame whore. This you one is tell. love. Uh-huh. He's in his 100%. glory. This is what he's wanted for years. And I'll drop another bomb. Um, Luis ne- didn't always look like this. He was a very heavy set guy. Um, I don't know what he did to get into shape. I know he had some lipo and stuff like that, but he was very heavy, you know? So sometimes when someone goes through that, when they're very, very heavy and now their body, he look, he's got a great body. Now they always look in the mirror and they still see that other guy. Yeah. They still see that. I have a lot of friends. Don't read. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they go, they go through the bypass and then all of a sudden. So now he is like, Oh my God, he, people are so, you know, I don't think he's good looking. That's just my, I, I'm not attracted to a man that looks like that, but he's loving the cameras. He's loving the light limelight. They're already doing photo shoots together. They're yeah. doing interviews. He's loving it. He fell right into it. You know, so I'm not worried about Teresa. Okay. I love that. Now we're going to talk about the fact that uh, Joe on, you know, Joe and Melissa got called out uh, because of his uh, construction company, I guess, which is questionable. A lot of people yes. think the, the construction company is questionable. I'll just yeah. say that. Yeah. 
I mean, it's so actually stereotypical, like oh, mobster. It's so, it's so, it's like, you know, like to, to have a construction company. I, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, isn't that like out of a movie, or like a monster yes, movie? Is. But anyway, yes, I'm sorry, is. I die. But just assuming that they have a real construction company, supposedly um, the realtor uh, from that, do you know this realtor, by the way, that's on the current season of New Jersey? Michelle Pays. No, no I do not. No. So, so she's saying, obviously, last night that, you know, Melissa's husband, you know, owes her husband a lot of money from a deal that they went into as partners. And I guess I wondered a few things from you. There's been so many things said about this construction company. And, you know, to be honest, like Teresa's house quality, the one that she's selling now, there's a lot of gossip around that right now. Right. There's a lot. That it didn't pass inspection and then she got it to pass or whatever. And then there's gossip around um, that, you know, Joe's business is sort of not great. You know, he didn't do a kitchen renovation correctly. Like he's claiming that he does projects that he doesn't do, all this crap, right? So, my question old news. That's old news. Dana, when, when this show first started, I had my store in Wayne, the original Posh. Do you know how many people? Wives, husbands, men, women. My mother's nurse, her oncologist <laughs> nurse years ago, came up to me and said, are you friendly with the Gorgas? I said, no, I film with them. I'm really, you know, whatever they're. He put us out of, my husband owns a window company. I have three children. He put us out of business. Another one, he, uh, he would, I did all the molding in his house. He told me he didn't like it. He didn't pay me. Another one, it, it's one after another. And I brought this all out. I brought this all out years ago. About Melissa's husband. Yes. Yep. So, you know, this was all old news, but, you know, again, it's coming to fruition now. This was all stuff I did in the beginning because, again, it was me feeling bad for these people. I mean, this woman, my mother's sitting in the room. She's going through treatment and this nurse walks in and she's devastated. And I'm like, what? And she goes, I have three kids. And my husband lost his business because- he wasn't paid for all the windows. Like, let's say a whole apartment building filled with windows, you know? And I was like, oh my God. And then I would hear story after story. And I'd be like, this is terrible. This is terrible. And I brought it all out. I haven't talked about it in a while because I felt, but it's, but you know, you see how the story about Danielle's coming out and I brought that out years ago. And now this out, is, baby. it all comes out. But well, it's coming out now because, you know, the, the thing is, is that there, that we, you know, we do have an obligation <laughs> To, I agree with that. To, I mean, I don't think it's fair that these people are getting scammed. Yeah. And especially because the show, I mean, what do you think the people with the show that, that watch the show think about him? They're going to think, oh, he's going to do a great job because he's got this platform. And yeah. I would know if it didn't work out great or whatever it is. I agree. And, and you know, maybe they don't, you know, they, they just trust they trust the fame, you know? So I just I think, wow. And they get involved with the fame. They want to get involved. They want to give them money. They want to get involved because they want to be a part of it. And the money goes south. Yep. You know, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad when it affects the whole family. Well, you know? what I thought was interesting was Teresa sticking up for her brother, saying to the realtor, she, so Teresa throws her brother under the bus, right? Because I know why, because she's, 
been in jail and she doesn't want to associate herself publicly. I don't think with her brother's business and in case, just in case, you know, that's oh, yeah. very oh. Italian protect your, you know, you're there, but you got to careful. So what I, I noticed was that then in the next scene, you know, you see her going to the realtor and saying, I'm not going to list my house with you unless you make amends with my brother in wow. regards to the money. Right. Wow. You got to go direct. So what do you think about that? I just. Well, I, I didn't see that. And, and I would be very surprised if that's the, my champagne. <laughs> yeah, I'd be very, That's good for you. Um, I would be very surprised. I wouldn't know why the realtor would would want to sign Teresa's house anyway. It's not going to sell for the money she's putting it on for. No one's going to buy yeah, it. They already price. lowered it. Yeah, it's just not. Out. Who wants to get involved with that? But um, yeah, if somebody if somebody's going to screw me once, they're going to screw me twice. So I can't imagine why she would, uh, no matter what Teresa would say, I would say, listen, I'm very happy that you're selling your house. Good luck with it. But your brother already stuck my husband or whatever the case may be. I'm not willing to go there. You you can't sell yourself to the devil. You got to look in the mirror and have some integrity. Well, that's uh, just the thing, right? So, so here's the setup on that. And I want to say this, Kim, because you are like me. We've been on the show, right? Yes. So we know, you know, it's like a fly to a flame, yes. right? So- I believe what happened was the show was working for this realtor. She was looking like she, she was said to be the number one realtor in New Jersey by Teresa. Okay. So if for, from a product placement standpoint, that's pretty awesome. Right. And then the next um, thing is Teresa distances herself from her brother's business. So the, the, the producers leave that in, which is, Interesting. Yes. And then they cut to um, her basically saying to the realtor that she just did this great product placement for that. If you don't make amends with my brother, I'm not letting you uh, sell my house. So in other words, I'm going to dismantle the great product placement that you're going to get, or you think you're going to get on this show. That's terrible. Well, that's not, I'm not surprised. But isn't that, that's the game, right? Yeah, so then, well, of course it's the so game. So now she's got to go to bat. She's got to be unpaid because we know she's not like a friend. She's a guest right. star. So she's got to go unpaid and she's going to have to correct this. So the Yeah, so now we see how this unfolds. So I, I, the only thing I wish is that I would have had a conversation with you after like that happens. So you could tell me what's bullshit and what is in the show. I didn't watch Wednesday night. I did not because um, I told you I have a little bit of a sinus infection. I wasn't really feeling well. You actually have a life, which I, I I, and I do have a life. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I am obsessed with a few good men. I've been watching it over. It's it's on one of my channels and I, I keep watching it. Like Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise and Demi, I'm like obsessed with it. Um, let me just say that's your mo. Yeah, like, I watch movie every movie. time I call Kim. I mean, what are you doing? I'm watching Moonstruck. You see in Moonstruck nine thousand, and then 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 it would Godfather, be Godfather, Moonstruck, and now it's um a few good men and my cousin Vinny. I can't watch something. No, but like, it makes her feel. It's, it makes you feel close to your family. Yeah, and uh, you know what else? It's I our Italian roots. Junky, and with the news that's going on right now, I I can't. I, I just don't want to deal with it right now. I just don't want to watch the news. I don't. I, I there's no. I can't control what's going on. So I'd rather, you know, I I do my thing. I have my seven dogs. I have my mother. I have my son. I got my business. I got my friends. Yeah. So sometimes I just need 
to get away from it all. But I love that you choose like Italian programming. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I get it. I get it. No one gets it more than me. And my cousin Vinny. But 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 a few good men is not about Italians. Um, But I've been watching it. So I was just so entranced again. And so I didn't watch Wednesday, but what I'll do is I'll catch up next week because- What I'm, is A Few Good Men about? Oh my God. That's it's, what like Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is- um, Demi. Demi Moore. Well, it's it's the military. It's oh, the, the military. military movie. I remember this old movie. Court yeah. Scene, like court you scene, military, um, Guantanamo Bay. Uh, Jack Nicholson is is a colonel in Guantanamo Bay. And there's a there's a- um, a code red and this young boy gets, gets killed doing a code red. And Demi Moore is the head. Um, she's like in charge of watching the lawyers. Like she's in charge of the lawyers and Tom Cruise is this young up and coming uh, Navy Har- uh, Yale or Harvard grad um, lawyer who they give the case only because they think he's going to make a deal. Cause he's so sharp. He never went to, he never goes to court. He settles. He settles. So instead Demi Moore puts like makes him think like, you know, you, you, you want to be a used car salesman or do you want to be a lawyer? So it's just phenomenal. And then, then he pulls Jack Nicholson is and Jack Nicholson. is Oh, and he's hard, respected and, and he takes him apart. Colonel. Yep. And they go at it in the courtroom and they bat heads and the, 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 ugh. It's, it's such great acting. They're so good. If it comes on or if you could watch it, you would be, you're going to love it. There's Kim, nothing- I want to say something. It's a theme with you. Can I tell you something about yourself? Cause I think it's really cool. Okay. You know, you know, even though you have all this sort of, you know, this exterior thing of like the mob and all this bullshit, right. That that's Italian. And I love yeah. that, but you really stand up for people. I do. You know, I you do. really love the little guy and you really yeah. stand up for people. And I, you know, I love that because that's Thank kind you. of ingrained in, in our, in the culture, even in the mob culture, right? It's yeah. weird. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it's yeah. like the little guy wins. The big guy doesn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? No, it's true. And I just, I'm I want to say, I love that. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say it or do it. And you know, I, I'm not, I don't mind the repercussion, you know, I've lost, um, I'm not going to say friendships like acquaintances that I felt were, you know, pretty close to me um, only because I do, I don't back down. You know, I, I am who I am. I'm a very good friend. I'll go to bat for you. I'll stand up for you. I will not tolerate bullying in any way, but you know, if I see that someone is being dishonest in any way, um, we, we could all talk shit. We all talk shit. Even in a group, you could talk shit about each other, but not anything that's going to really hurt someone. Like, oh, guess what so-and-so did last night? Oh, she got so drunk. That's what a group does when you're in a like, you know, fun group, whatever. But when it gets to the point where I could see someone going real shady and really trying to make trouble for people or trying to bully, you know, I'm going to stand up. Okay. And so, I don't care. I'm not afraid of the repercussion. Now we're going to talk because I wanted to get you there for a reason. I want to talk to you about two people. One is, um, I'm going to, you may not know about this. So this is why I want to talk to you about it. So the first thing I want to say is, uh, David recently had an interview with a guy named Koa. Okay. Do you ever watch the real housewives of Salt Lake city? No, I have not. Okay. No problem because we'll, we'll fill you in. First of all, there's the woman on the show, uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Her name is Jen Shaw, and she has been caught on multiple videos and recordings, basically screaming at her assistant and her dress designer, whose name is Koa. Okay. And she's, when I say screaming, I mean like, 
you know, you fucking idiot, you fucking at, like that. Berating him, berating him. Berating That's a horrible, him. disgusting, ber- uh, horrible. Uh, horrific. And the guy is just sitting there going like, okay. And the assistant oh my going, God. okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, That's me, terrible. Just, okay. Now, the, the, the fans are going, look, no matter what the fucking guy did, okay, <laughs> this berating is just so over the top. What a disgrace. Right. For someone in a position of power, right? So, uh, so this became public, and um, you know, so Koa went on his Instagram and he said, "Look, you know, whatever you think of me, or or like that, I am a liar, I'm a jerk, whatever you think I am, like no one should be yelled at like that ever, Never. and you guys shouldn't Never. think of it as okay, like under any circumstances for any celebrity for anyone to do." And I just want to leave you on that note. You know, like that's my, what I want to say. And um, so anyway, Koa had reached out um, to me just, you know, to say hi kind of thing. So I went back and I said, I'm so sorry. This is so unfortunate that, you know, you had to go through this. Cause I know this chick already is like sketchy, you know, um, we're just going to say it's gossip that she's sketchy as fuck, but let's yes, just put it in yes. that box. Okay. Yes. And I, you know, I was like, I'm really sorry, you know, that this happened and you're not trying to be famous in this way. You know, you want to be a designer. Yes. And then he had a, a really good friend um, reach out a few weeks, uh, you know, before this, before all this shit came out. And the really good friend said, listen, you know, I, you know, he's going to be working. Co is really talented. He doesn't know how to deal with all this bullshit, this Bravo bullshit. And you're such a good person, Dana. Like, I know, you know, I was thinking about having you have him on your show because maybe you could show a different side of him because he's really confused. This was before all this drama came out. Yeah. And I guess he probably felt it coming. Okay. And so the, this, this friend of his was like, please know he's super talented and he deserves to, to have like a break. He doesn't deserve to be destroyed. In other words, right. that's terrible. So oh, I was really? like, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm like, let please tell him that if he wants to come on my show and he wants to talk about fashion, we don't have to talk about Jen. No, we can just not. talk about fashion. And if he wants to share something great from his perspective, but I don't give a shit about, you know, I don't care. I already know in my mind, my opinion of Jen Shaw is she's a dirtbag. That's Terrible. my opinion. Yeah. So I don't need to talk to you about it. I already know where I stand nope. on that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I presented. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't tolerate any of that. I mean, if I was standing, if I was in the room and this person behaved like that, she would have been told right up front. Listen, excuse me. You do not speak to anyone like that, especially it, in my presence. You never, ever speak to anyone. No one deserves that. And I think you should shut the F up. That's it. Bottom line. Absolutely. That's what would come out of Well, and yeah, she sent it. What's interesting is she sent because I, I don't actually comment too much because I like to let people on Instagram make their own deductions off the facts, which I think I present in a, a certain way that they can understand them. Right. Yeah. And so I try to stay neutral, but yet show the truth. Right. So you can get it. And, you know, I just was like, wow. So I, I basically said, listen, if he feels like he wants to talk, you know, let me know. So I let it go there. And then this, all this shit right comes thing. up. You did the right thing. And people have to stand up for people. No, you know? David, now listen, David did an interview with him and he has a completely different viewpoint, which is why I'm bringing this up because this is like important. We have to always discuss everybody's side to everything, right? And and understand it. So 
David did an interview with Koa. Koa decided uh, he didn't do one with me. He did one with David, which was great because I love David and uh, you know, I, I'm David's yeah. biggest fan and supporter. And I believe that there's enough room for everyone on, me too. I love it. Like, come on, like there's enough. It's great. You know? And, um, but David said he had a really bad feeling about Koa and I didn't want to not show that side also in this discussion because that's important. So David, what do you think and what happened and how do you feel? Not necessarily a bad feeling. It was just literally the strangest interview of my entire, literally of my entire life. So when I do my worst of 2021 list, this will be on it. It's not any Tell me why, because I might know the reason why. There one of two things happened. I reached out to him when I was in Las Vegas this weekend with Lynn Curtin and her little cops. And did you get I'm your like, cuffs? She, okay, just an, a sidebar. Kim, David. Kim is, <laughs> Kim is left for a second. So unfortunately, oh. not just me. <laughs> okay, then David. She hears us. <laughs> she hears us. Okay. I was going to say, tell Kim the story of the cuffs. <laughs> no, I got the cuff, but here's the deal. Listen, I took a moment out of my lovely weekend with Lynn to work because apparently I work 24 seven. So I'm like, listen, this thing is exploding. Do you want to talk now? Here's the thing, you know, I'll talk to, you know, LVP any day of the week. Cause that's the show that I run. And that's what my listeners want. Even you know how this works. Like in three weeks, we may not be speaking about this particular topic with Jen Shaw and Koa. My show is booked. It's not about me. I'm just giving you the back facts. I was like, you know, this happened. You made a statement on your Instagram. Doesn't seem like you're so thrilled with Jen Shaw. A, have you talked to anyone else? Because as far as I'm seeing here, you'd be breaking your silence. B, I do think people are well-actualized human beings and we will be doing a full show. Yes, we'll, this, he wasn't asking this. I put this out there. We're going to talk about your career and your designs in the first part and we're going to do that in the third part. The chunk, the meat, the actual meal, not the appetizer to dessert. We got to get into this. That's how the show's going to go. Yes, but you can plug anything you want. Have you spoken to anyone? Will you be speaking to anyone before Monday? No, 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 no. This is amazing. What an honor behind the velvet rope. I can't even believe you reached out. This is crazy. Okay, we're talking on Monday. It's going to air on Tuesday. We're on the same page. Can't believe this. What an honor. What an honor. You understand I'm really booked on my show. Like this, if you don't want to speak about, I, uh, what? She's up. this, that. Let's speak about it. Great. Sorry, Lynn, Curtin, fun, Vegas, drinks. I got to go prepare. <laughs> and I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. I Listen, I, I get how- I love you. <laughs> no, it's like, let me just sit in the middle of the fucking thing here and prepare. Like, you know how it is. It's so I do. Different. I know. It's such a fuck up. It just totally it, throws a wrench in your fun. Well, you even said yourself to me, like, you know, oh my God, like your show is harder in the sense that AI do five days a week. And it's harder when you prepare for an interview with someone. It's not hard, but you can't just like pull it out of your ass. You have to prepare. I prepared whatever, called everyone involved with my show. And I'm like, we're bumping the guest on Tuesday. We're putting Koa on, blah, blah, blah. It's my show. So everyone shut the fuck up and do what I say. This is not a discussion. I'm letting everyone know. People change things around, blah, 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 blah. Monday comes. We start talking. 
And we do the whole first part, blah, 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 blah. You're great. This, let's talk about you. You're from Hawaii. Listen, you've, you've, you've listened to my show. I get like you were on Melrose Place or 90210 20 years ago. And now you want to plug your small little independent movie that no one cares about. I got it. Of course, we're going to talk about. Okay. So you did the beautiful thing that we just talked about. You did the well-rounded interview. And then what upset you? I'm not even upset, but in the middle, the middle chunk, and there's video, we start talking and it's like, you know, and again, not about me, but I've interviewed the hardest core people like Janice Dickinson and like, you're not going to back me in a corner. Like, I'm going to get what I need from you. Okay. Right. Like, so you, I don't... You, you challenged him to talk about Jen Shaw. Well, no. but it's like, okay, so give me an example of something that she's done to you. Well, you know, when I work for an employer, I believe like the relationship is always ever changing. And like, I, I take it personal and I get to know people. Oh, so to, so you're now in another, uh, like what was that gray guy's interview? No, that Andrew Gray from uh No, but from, you know how Andrew Gray took you a long way around the mountain. Did, but that get, was great and he answered my questions. And yeah, he, like, so you didn't get an answer to your question at the end. No, so okay, so you said you work all hours. Yes, I work from eleven AM to two from eleven AM to two AM. Okay, okay. We got an answer. Um, so this was a full time job? Yes, it was. How are you paid? Well, like, you know, like as a designer, the creative, pro- how, how were you paid? Were you paid a yearly salary? He wasn't paid. <laughs> Each time you handed a draft. Well, that, that's an answer. That's an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it had to come from me, but okay. so we didn't get that as an answer. Okay. So, you know, this video that went viral, when was that filmed? No, no, no. When was it? November, December, January, February, March, April. There was not one fucking answer that was given to me. So at some point, I'm like, this is a fucking waste. So you think it was staged? Well, okay. Now there's also video. The entire time when we got into Jen Shaw, he was looking off camera. I'm like, is Jen standing to your left? Wow. So Jen Shaw, Jen Shaw sent a cease and desist order to all the social media people that posted the videos. I well, know, it's, I actually know who... Hold, I know who took the video and did the voice recordings. Okay. I mean, I know who listen, it is. I'm aware, so cease and desist means nothing. I know. But anyway, so, but this is my point. He's scared. But let me just I would go with that. That that's that's a that's a great analysis, but wait, there's more. So we're done, blah, blah, blah. So that's like at noon at 5 p.m. All my press people are calling and they're like, since it's your show that you had your breakdown about over the weekend, Diva David, and you're making the final decision, you do what you want. But if it was up to us, we would pull the fucking show and put it on your paid site. And I'm like, well, why? And then they sent me a link to paid six. Co-op breaks his silence. Now that's not the same as a one hour interview of hearing it from someone directly, but he was, she was a terrible, terrible human being. Okay. But everybody knows that. Right. But like either paid six got to him and is like, we're going to give you money, which wouldn't shock me. That's how paid six plays. No, no, none of this is that over the top. This is so obvious. It's weird that someone says they're going to 
reveal all. And they, it was on page six. I'm like, I'm not airing this. No, now. this is you. Yeah. Koa, listen, Koa has been threatened legally 100%. He's scared. He doesn't know what the fuck is happening. He's not used to being famous. He doesn't understand and the Bravo okay. machine. And that's okay. But don't use my show then to promote your designs. We can do an Instagram. Like I'm just, I'm from New York, baby. Like I'm here with Kim D. Just let's call, let's lay the facts out. You can call me and say, Did you say to him, you're going to have to tell your story? I I just said that. Yeah. I was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about growing up in Hawaii, the bond between you guys, go Hawaii. What are you all about? What are your inspirations? What do you think of Project Runway? Do you think shows like that really work? Who do you admire in the design world? Describe a Koa design. Let's refer to your, your thing and all the your. So you gave him a lot of, you gave him. So what he did is he, he used your time to promote his designs, didn't give you anything in return. Daddy didn't get what he wanted at the end, which really pissed you off and I don't blame you. And he I'm not even, I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad. It's just now you're going on my Patreon where, you know, for paid people. And at the end of the show, I come on and discuss with everyone, like, what did you guys think? So now it's become another like thing of like, this is interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like now people want to listen. They've been asking me because now they're like, we want to hear this. You're going to say, what, what was your opinion of him? Do you think he's a liar? I mean... I have a warped, you and I have disagreed on other people. I I really just believe that every, you know, just like I believe the producers tell Teresa to do this. Yeah. I, you know, I, I believe, I don't believe in the good kind heartedness of most people. Neither do I. I just don't. I believe. I don't think he's. I don't think he's good-hearted. I think he's just been berated. Not. It's not throwing him under the bus. I believe that people are fame whores. That is what I believe. Oh my god! I believe that opportunity. This is something when I do my when I go on other podcasts and they request me to speak. This is my number one thing that I speak about. I know. Fame is the worst drug. It's one of the worst drugs. It is an addiction. And I am okay with you if you're a fame whore. I have no problem with that. Fucking admit but, it. David, here, here's my thing. Like Hold Instagram on. Instagram. I love you so much, but listen no, to but me. No, but just admit it. So I'm not- No, but I, 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 there's no on. doubt that the fucking Koa guy wants to get his designs out. I mean- Kim D, I, who's sitting next to you, will tell you that, you know, he's got to be able to get in her store. And the only way she's getting he's getting I, in her store is if he can promote his designs. And now he's quit Jen. I but, have no problem with that. And I'm not angry. I'm not mad. Listen, I, I was thrilled. I'm like, great. I could put the other show on now. Like I have one less person screaming at me about when their damn shows. It's fine. I'm not mad. Just be honest. And it was like instead of this weird hybrid in between just call me and say but he's not, not media trained he doesn't know he's he's just some guy well according to him his team and this and that i don't know I'm yeah like, he's I, been I, he's I, been brought up by jen shaw who has this shaw jen shaw is nobody he's she's nobody who worked at prosper inc for trump university and she's now on a housewife you know chain saying that she uh has like the you know shaw troop or people following her like uh, you know yes 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 and yes i'm not saying any i just it's just yeah it's just this is not maybe he's lost maybe he doesn't know how to handle it but i i I think so i mean but i do agree i mean i just don't like i don't believe in the whole this again is not directed towards koa i just don't believe in the whole 
you have your 15 minutes. Yeah, it's literally 15 minutes. Like it's your name is out there now, just like Bolo the stripper. Bolo's not talking to anyone. I called Bolo the second after the rumors leaked a year ago. Bolo ain't talking to no one, nor, nor does he need to. Like, it's like you got to now go take this and run with it. And what are you going to do with this now for your career? It's less, I just don't, you, you and I both know there's people that come on my show that are talking about things like they happened yesterday and they're 10 years ago. So yeah, like me. Like, <laughs> well, I love you so much. No, no wait, I want to say You're not thing. bitter about one particular event. No, I don't care. I just have fun. I'm always about fun. That's why but, Kim D and I will have the best time with you oh, yeah. somewhere. Because oh, yeah. we're all I'm about fun. Bitter. I'm not upset. There's nothing. It's just was a really. It was a waste of your time. I got it. But your patrons will pay for it just to find some shit out. So that's perfect. Well, because like now I think it's turned into like you people need to hear this interview because it's so weird. Yeah. It's one of these now, like, you know, when you're like, what was happening with that person? Yeah. Were they high during the interview? Or yeah. It's now turned to take it on a life of its own. He might don't be have been. I'm I'm like not an asshole. You can't interview guests and then say, by the way, you're going on Patreon. I you cannot. It's just it's not appropriate. I feel. Well, I do you it. I I told you, you could put my part too if you ever fucking air it on Patreon. But okay, if you ever air it, you're <laughs> in the mix. Call my team. Um, fuck off. But I had no problem. <laughs> I wrote to Koa. I wrote to little little Koa, and I said, my team just sent me the paid six article. In light of that, I can't air this tomorrow. You'll be going on my Patreon this weekend. And he was like, thank you so much, David. So I'm not knocking him. It's just, I think that he was like, oh, oh I, I, I get it. Not, nothing bad. I'm not mad. It's just, just is what it is. Okay. So you've got a shitty interview with Koa on your Patreon. We but got it's, it. <laughs> it's, it's, Kim, it's, come it's, back to no, me, more, No, but it's more than, it was just so... <laughs> Weird, like the looking off to someone. Who are you looking no, at? No, I'm sure it's Kim. I mean, Kim. I'm sure it was me. Jen, I have to get up Kim was standing there like a henchman. No I'll question. fucking kill you. <laughs> really weird. Kim, really. I have a. I wanted to tell you one last thing. This is our concluding conversation. Okay. Um, I love you guys for giving me so much time today, and um, or all of us, David too. Um, I wanted to say to you that um, were you are you at all aware of what has been going on with Erica Jane? Are you guys friends or what's the story with that? Because you mentioned earlier that you loved her and I just that was kind of shocking to me only because I don't know if you know her on a personal basis and that was coming from like a relationship that you guys have, you know, privately or whether it was something that you like are saying because you just like what she represents and yeah, I, I don't know her. Me and da David and I were. Um, That's how we met. We, we met at her book signing in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Okay. Um, and we've been really, really close since then. I listen. I like her persona. I like her. I don't give a F attitude. I like her sense of style, not particularly the way she dresses. I think Dorit dresses the best set of all the Beverly Hills house. That's just my opinion. We all have them. Um, but, you know. I, I know I hear what's going on with her and her husband. Um, if what her husband did to these people is true, that's dis despicable. It's really despicable. Just, I, it was really bad. Um, but, you know, and I don't know what she knew, what she didn't know. Um, I don't think if she knew she was going to go ratting her husband out. You know, I, I don't know. I, I can't judge her. But when I said I love her, I love her persona. I, I love, love her persona. I, yeah, wanted, I, love her I just wanted to clarify that. Because yes, I love her persona. 
you, I just wanted, that was my whole thing is I just yeah. wanted you to clarify what you loved because yeah. the truth of the matter is there's like, she was on a lot of his companies and this and that, and the people that are really, you know, in the know of the, the evidence that's out there, it's kind of hard to separate her from it. So uh, I, that's I had too a, bad. That's really too bad. That's a shame because they had so much, they didn't need to do that. Yes, exactly. So I just yeah. wanted to share that with you just as an FYI. Yeah. And I'm glad I shared because I love you. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad I shared with you that I do not know her personally, except yeah. for meeting her at her book signing. And um, I just like her whole, you know, I just like that whole kick-ass attitude, like strong, strong women. And if she was behind this with her husband and they did rip off um, these people that, that deserve this money and that's really despicable. You know, you know, you could tell just by the, the conversations we've had today that I would well, definitely um, be disgusted yeah. by And that. we would, you know, you know how the Italians would handle it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't happen to an Italian. It wouldn't happen to an Italian, be, Italian because they would be afraid to do it. They would be afraid to rip them off in the first place. So um, just and the that, Italians I know, uh, you know. And that's my ending I was looking for. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's been a pleasure, Dana. And I would love and to I'll meet you in person. You after. Yeah, I want to meet you in person. So it's either going to be in, in New, maybe New York City. Uh, we'll meet together in, in the middle. Uh, no, we'll come to Miami. Come yeah, to I Miami. would love to. I would love we to. We all are I have so meeting. many stories I could tell you, Kim. Oh, oh my God. I, I would love it. I would I, love it. I would love to get to know you. You're so my vibe. I really, I, I like actually have no interest in anyone. I, I looked at the list of people on New Jersey and I'm like, Kim is the only person, honestly. Yeah. Thank you. I mean that with all my heart because Thank you. Thank you're you. true, you know, and I, I only want true on my show. Oh God, meet you. I only want true on my life. I mean, in it's very life. hard to meet people like that because um, David can tell you, we were just in a major drama uh, since October with a group mm. of people that just won't let up. They won't let up, you know, and they're, they, they were just opportunists. And, you know, we, we kind of walked away from these people and they just won't let up. I, I've never, I just can't believe people have that kind of energy, you know, well, if you need any help. Oh, Italian to Italian. No, thank you. No, no, no. I can handle it. Believe me, I can handle it. But yes, I would. De- if I ever do, I'll take you up on it. Tina. All right, love. Well, All I right. really hope you guys. You should bring Kim to to Miami on the twenty eighth. You know, my birthday passed, and and Heather Mariana from um, uh, Beauty Kitchen. She's a nice lady. She's a she's a lovely girl. She sent me some products. I love them. Heather, send me some more. You know, Heather's There's amazing. Mine. No, she is. And uh, David's coming out and we're going to go have lunch for my birthday at the Versace mansion. And we were going to just shoot the shit and hang out and just relax and, you know, fuck off for a while. So if you want to come, you know, come, it would be so I will try. Yep. I'll try. If I don't come this time, I'm definitely planning a weekend trip. You know, I have seven dogs that have to be taken care of. My mom, she's, you know, she's doing okay, but she had a rough um, six months. She was in and out of the hospital. She, thank God she's doing better. I'm not comfortable yet with going, even leaving I understand. right now. I understand. But, you I know, but it. I will because she's getting there. She's getting better. So uh, as soon as I feel comfortable enough even to pick up and leave for a weekend and my dogs are taken care of, I'm there. That's well, my, it would my, also be good too because maybe you might meet someone because I know, I know when I was with my grams, I couldn't leave her either. And it's so challenging. It's like really tough, I get it. you know, because of that. But anyway, um, God bless you, sweetheart. Okay, God bless you. you. We'll talk. I'll text you. All right. Bye. Thank you, David. Bye. Bye. Honey. 
Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.